Hello and welcome to the Consistent Profits Podcast, brought to you by Inside Out Trading and Brian McAvoy, where the focus is on consistency, because when you have the consistent part down, the profits become easy. Hello everyone, this is Brian McAvoy with a new episode of the Consistent Profits Podcast. I'm totally jazzed today to be introducing Patrick Reed, who co-founded Adamus Principal in 2017 in London, England, to educate and mentor FX traders at all levels, working in both the retail and institutional spaces which actually is, a, that's a, that covers a lot of ground. So that you can do both is pretty good. Uh, thanks, thank you so much for being on the Consistent Profits podcast today. Well, thank you. It's a real uh, pleasure to be here. Thanks very much for the invitation. Cool. Well, I got to tell you, uh, what really caught my attention, though, when I first ran across you, your, uh, when I ran across you was your title on your LinkedIn profile, where you say, helping late career changers become profitable professional FX traders in 12 months. I mean, when I saw that, I thought, now that's really cool. I, I got to see what this guy is about. Um, and, you know, because there are tons of people that, yeah, they really are not happy in what they're doing and they want to they change careers um, so that they, you know, not just having the freedom uh, and, and control over their lives, but just because, yeah, it's not fulfilling and, um, and trading definitely offers a lot. So anyway, when I, when I read some of your posts uh, that you've got, I was really impressed. You, you've, you've got a lot out there, a lot of information, and you've got – Actually, a really unique uh, voice, so to speak, as far as what you share and, and the perspectives that you do. It's, it's definitely not the ordinary trading chatter. And, and that's why I wanted to reach out to you and get, and get you on here. Um, and, you know, by the way, just, you know, thanks for sharing the perspectives and being game, you know, for this interview on, on the podcast. Uh, so how about we start with uh, the one thing I noticed that I thought was pretty cool is that you used to be, uh, before trading, you were in, t in television. And actually, at one point, even on a food channel. So that's kind of a, they're not ex exactly adjacent uh, careers. So how did you, how did you make that transition? What was the path that led you to trading? It's a, really, <laughs> a really good question. And I, I, you know, with, with our company, we help late career changes because that's me. I, that's what I did. Um, basically, I, 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 I was a creative. I, I worked at the BBC for 15 years and I was in my late thirties and I came to this kind of jump off point where I was really safe in the job. I was earning pretty good money. I was at like mid management level. I did a bunch of stuff in, in, in the BBC and, and various TV companies. And that was great. And then I met a guy um, who was about to retire. And I think he was, all they gave him was this autograph book and a, and a, and a average clock and a, a, a final thank you. And he'd done like 30 odd years. And I was like, you know, that's me in a few years time. So I was like, this is not going to happen. I was like, I, I, I kind of, I went to the lavatory and I looked in the mirror and I was like, I'm getting old. You know, I, 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 I'm, I mean, you know, you've only got one life. So I thought, you know, I was single, you know, no kids. And, and I was like, I'm just going to try and like, think about being curious about, you know, I always want, I love the film Wall Street and it was a classic kind of, you know, uh, I, I love the idea of being a trader, but I, I didn't know what actually was involved. So for some reason, it was just like an epiphany. Um, a friend of mine's husband is a, is a massive prop desk trader in futures contracts. Mm -hmm. And um, I went to see him and his name was Jamie. And it, we went to see him, went for dinner. And I went into this uh, big tower and saw all the guys and saw the screens and saw the shouting 
Um, some of those guys came from Chicago because that's where it was born with Futures. And um, I was like, sign me up. This is like, I want this. Um, you know, I was old. I was like late 30s. And, and he was he, he was like, Let, let's go through. You, you make sure you know what you're dealing with and know what you're in for. Um, and I, I, I was like, this is fantastic. So I signed up. So I left my job and I was really scared. And I was like, no, I'm just, I've got one shot in life. I'm just going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started their apprenticeship at the grand old age of 38 and a half. And uh, I was surrounded by kids. Like they were like 20 year olds. And, um, and I was like slow. Uh, I was, you know, kind of, I guess, left-leaning politically because I came from the BBC. Right. I was very creative. I loved I loved writing and I, 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 I walked in with my suit and everyone was wearing jeans and t-shirt and I was like, what the hell is this? And everyone turned around and they were like, new guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, all of my preconceptions of, of what a futures pit looked like was just gone out the window. Um, and then I just started and it was early, early mornings, late nights. It was, um, you know, the fast, furious um, shouting, it was it was events it was non-farm payroll it was you know um market profile back in the day that came from steedlemere way, way back in chicago and i just i was a sponge and i got myself a mentor and i just said just i want it real i want it i want it truthful don't mince your words i just want to learn everything and boy did i get that so the second week i was doing it i actually went to the toilet and had a little cry it was that difficult so i i was like yeah this is why they get paid a lot of money um but you know what i knew i was in the right place and i knew this was my future and that was 15 years ago so the first year trade i was trading german debt government bonds um called the bund and that was my first kind of experience as, as an institutional trader then I started trading S&P, Eurostocks, the, the T-note um, and, and the gilt market. And then I moved to FX and that's where I sort of really found my legs a bit. Um, a year in, I was having an up and down time, to be fair. And then um, I was on this verge of, of kind of giving it up. Um, and I, one of my mentors, one of the senior traders there, just took me to the side and said, look, you know, just look in the mirror and just try your best and give it your best shot for the next month. And then, you know, come to terms with it. Cause you, you tried, you know, you've been there nearly a year and I had good days, had bad days, you know, I was treading water basically. Hmm. So at the end of that, it was all kind of like make or break. And then I did a couple of trades that paid for the whole year huh? and it was just phenomenal. And, and I realized that the curve is exponential exponential and it just went up like that. And that's what it's like for a lot of, lot of traders. So I thought, wow, this was like month 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second year, I did very well. I did incredibly well. I made a lot of money. And um, I found my edge. And my edge was being slow. I was a, what is known as a good fader. Mm-hmm. So if for those retail traders out there who, who don't know what that is, that's basically when, when a market moves in a direction after, say, US jobs or whatever, um, and you think it's overdone, you'll go against it. So you think it will revert back to where it came or the mean. Mm-hmm. And I, I became quite good at that. Um, only because I, my reaction was really slow. Everyone was super quick. And I was like really, really slow. And I had to be good at something. Um, 
and then I was good at patterns and, you know, and stuff like that. I was really good at macro. And I, I really, my heart, because I lived in the U.S., I really, my heart really connected, you know, with the U.S. macro picture and the story there and, and how the central bank worked and, and things like this. And, you know, I, I just loved it, you know. Um, so then I specialized in that. And, you know, my second year I did really well. And then I got um, poached by a New York hedge fund called Edgewater. They got a, a small office in London. So I, that's when I opened up to spot effects. Um, and then I was under the tutelage of, of, you know, big spot guys who run tier one bank desks like Goldman Sachs, UBS, JP Morgan, Morgan Stanley. And that is when my, my knowledge really blew apart. Mm. Um, and I was, you know, trading spot with the, with, with the deepest market ever, you know, 7 trillion a day gets put in volume. So um, that taught me about the treasury curve. It taught me about central bank policy. It taught me about risk. And, and I really made, made a lot of headway there. Um, and I was doing that for about a year. Then Adam, my old boss, uh, when I was trading spot, basically we kind of looked at each other and we was like, we, we need to set up a company. Um, and, and there was our Adamus principle and we were born there. And, and we started out really being an, a hub of excellence. Um, I wanted to cut through the BS in trading with one leg in institutions, but one leg in retail, because I, I came, I didn't come, I haven't got an MBA and what economics do we all that. I came from a completely opposite industry as a late career changer and i made it you know so i i wanted to kind of give that out and and just say look you don't have to have you know degree in mathematics or, or economics you just have to have a good mentor and you've got to really work hard it's very hard hard work but if your passion is there you will make it so i just surrounded myself with very smart cookies and um and i learned I learned from the desk. I learned everything in macro from the desk and price and risk and, and technicals and, and, and all that stuff. So um, Adam's principal was born. I, I head up the mentoring and education arm. Adam has an executive search arm, but we also do um, um, business consultancy for um, prime brokers, hedge funds. Um, I'm, a, I'm on the board of a Slovenian hedge fund and we're going in that way as well. So we go in, we parachute in, you know, we sort out their problems and, and leave. But um, so that's pretty much it. That's me up to date. Well, that's cool. And, and uh, hey, thank you for sharing all that. That's actually a really cool uh, story that you got there. And as far as how you were able to go from one, I mean, so when you were, when you first started out, you were actually down on the, on the pit floor. Did I understand you correctly? Yeah. <clears throat> well, going from there to, uh, it sounded like you went to uh, trading a managed account, correct? Yeah, I traded uh, what is known as being a local. So <clears throat> that's trading your own money. So I had 50,000 sterling and um, the, the the pits were not like the, the open outcry pits that we had in life. They they had closed and they, they transferred those pits onto pits with screens, basically. Right. So, so very similar, same, same futures contracts, but and a lot of shouting and a lot of screens. But no jackets, basically. Um, so, so I was doing that, and yeah. So I, I was a local. So I managed. I had about fifty k, and I was managing my own account for my own money. Then I traded the prop list money after that. So what that enabled me to do is to, to trade much bigger size. But I, I obviously got less percent on that. So 
you know, that's the deal that it was fine. So it was just a, a smaller slice of a much bigger pie. Sure. Huh. Well, I just find it cool that you're able to go from, you know, where you started down in the pits, which is like a crazy place for anybody to start their trading career. Uh, very few do. Usually, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I've, I've known a few, you know, people who've, who've experienced the pits uh, over, over the years. And usually they've got at least some some experience or exposure to the industry before they wind up there. So it's like going straight into the lion's den <laughs> for your first, yeah. first yeah. lessons. Um, well, it's also really cool that you wound up, uh, you said that you were trading with, um, what, what was the, the large firm uh, that you left from to start at Amos? Yeah, so um, that was at Edgewater Markets. Edgewater Markets, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that you were able to go from trading your own account to that kind of a position is excellent. I, I mean, how, how did you, how did you manage to make that transition? Um, I just learned, you know, um, I, I'm 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 obsessive, okay. so I got a good mentor, and I, I literally lived and breathed it twenty four seven for about a year. Right. And I just sat next to someone and asked questions, and I was so enthusiastic. They just didn't have the heart to tell me to go away. So I was like, um, yeah, what's this? How does that move? Why is that doing that? What do I do if I do that? I made every single mistake you could possibly think of. Right. But because I was just so consistent and persistent and, and I just showed that grit, despite, you know, getting getting beaten every day, I, I bobbed back up like a cork. Right. And that was, you know, that was quite attractive to those guys and they're like this guy is rolling sleeves up right getting on with it he's not you know he's not shy and i was like you know and i was coming up with ideas and that's the thing about you know if you ever want to you question everything right because half of people don't know what they're doing right and that is on on an institutional level right and i'm not joking like you you can come up with fancy words and long complicated arguments but essentially no one really knows and the market is basically therein lies the market because you get buyers and sellers for everything. Right. I could tell you a position of my dollar view. Somebody else out there has got the opposite. Right. We're both right. <laughs> so I thought all the banks had got it all clued up and they knew everything. They don't. So I was just like, oh, that really like gave me a lot of confidence. And I was thinking, well, look, if they don't, maybe I can try and find out. Right. So it was just basically like that. But yeah, it, I mean, it, it sounds like a dream job. It is. Um, but I did have a hard time. It was so difficult. Huh. Um, but I knew it was almost like I, I, I did it like my life depended on it. And I didn't have a social life. I didn't have any really, uh, my close friends are still with me, but I just like really focused on that for the first year and a half right. because I really wanted it. And I just wanted to like, you know, I, I started drawing little charts at home and, you know, I just devoured it. And I was shocked that, I just thought everyone else did it like that. Mm. But you, you, you'd be like, there are people that are at institutional level um, who just do half the work. And I'm like, you, you, you're training with so much money and you, your upside is so massive. Like, why are you putting a thousand percent in it? And, and that's what got me to a, a higher level. And I started like mixing with, with spot effects traders who had run like sell side, so so you know, ex Goldman's guys, ex SUBS guys, ex Morgan Stanley guys, JP Morgan guys, yeah. and they saw that in me because they were at Edgewater, and and they were like, we're going to give this guy time, 
we're going to tell him anything he wants. And, you know, there was a guy, Adam is, is one of these guys. He's my business partner. There's another guy called Serge, another guy called Beat. And I was like, you know, I asked them everything. And they were like, yeah, keep asking, keep asking. And I was writing. I mean, I, I do, I got the, I'm old school. I write this every day. I do a one pager and writing with a pen. I do my market view every single day. I've done that for 15, about 15 years. So I, I it's in my blood. I love it. I love markets and, and, and this infectious. So that's probably why, um, and I had a lot of ideas as well. So that's probably why I got surrounded by, by clever people. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely not the usual story that most traders have. So very cool. Very cool indeed. Well, so as far as late career changers, I mean, they're, they're, you know, people of all varieties that get into trading. How did you wind up deciding to focus on late career changers? Yeah, I mean, I, I found that there are people out there who are bored. They're, they're, they've got golden handcuffs. They're locked in and they they want to change. So these are the people that I, I find I can help. And it's just because it's what I did. Okay. So, you know, people of a certain kind of industry or or certain um, age or a certain kind of qualification or a certain income, mm -hmm. um, they, they come into this kind of profile that um, they think, well, okay, that's that's my lot. That's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. No, because you, you can, if you're curious and you're passionate enough, you can make a change because I did it. Right. You know, I, I, I did it and, and it, I'm living proof that it can work. Um, and, and I just felt I wanted to give a voice to these people Look, we, we do help people, you know, young people at a college and, and also, you know, all, all, all industries, all walks of life, obviously. But I felt because it's my own personal experience, I can give a lot more to that. Right. Well, that's, I don't know. I just, I find it kind of a cool criteria because, um, anytime, you know, like us, you know, we're in the business of serving other people. It's like, okay, who do we want to focus on? Um, and, you know, uses like selection criteria, so to speak, for lack of a better phrase. Um, I just thought that was really cool because most businesses just in general, you know, when they're saying, who, who, who do I want for, you know, my, my target market, so to speak, and you try to get clear on who you want to serve, it's usually stuff like demographics, you know, age group or, you know, occupation or stuff like that. But I think it's really smart and very cool that you chose this one in particular because, it's a certain group within most other groups, but it's still a nice clear criteria. So like I said, it caught my attention, but it's actually really cool and it does make sense. Um, so what are the main things that you're looking for uh, in people that, you know, that you, you know, come to you and say, yeah, I want your help. What are the main things that you're looking for in them besides the curiosity and the passion? Are there other, other things that you're looking for as well? Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that curiosity, curiosity, grit and passion are the three things but usually what happens is we have a conversation and, and I ask them what their biggest frustration is. I also ask them what the most important thing is in their life. And based on that, I can understand, obviously, we talk about the budget um, and, and based on our experience and, and how much time they can put in. So really, we do all this analysis and we work out where they want to be. Right. So some people come to us with certain specific kind of uh, wishes and dreams. Right. Some people want to work in a futures desk, which we can do as well. Um, and that's that's just you can't do that. You can't walk off the street and go into a futures desk. I'm sure you know that. 
So we can do that. We can facilitate that. Some people just want to trade their own account as a parallel income. Some want to do the full flip to, to, to be a professional trader. Um, we do that as well. Um, and, and for me, I say from the outset, this is not for everyone. Oh, yeah. Um, this is this is really is gonna it's the, it's the best job on the planet um it's an amazing job it's the, it's it's very sort of um demanding but the rewards are mind-blowing mm-hmm. and you know i wanted to kind of keep it real and and say look avoid the instagram bs avoid the the, the <laughs> ferraris and all of that you can have all that right but do you know what you have to do to get that? It's hard work, right? It's really hard work. And, and markets have a, an uncanny ability to, to find your weak spot, whatever that is, right? And, and they'll twist and they'll turn and they'll poke that weak spot. And, and it's my job to help protect that weak spot in you. And we all have it. You know? We all have a DNA as trading, right? So one of the things I wanted to sort of now talking about is the reason we're different is the the daily mentoring so we you get access to me every day through our live show mm-hmm. and i'm very approachable um because i feel that a lot of it um is kind of a one size fits all and it's like there you go do your thing and then forget it for me markets are about context and it's about oh okay so say we've got non-farm tomorrow this is the day before on the, on the recording it's non-farm payroll in the us huge figure where's the market position for that what is the fed said about that where's dollar what, what are buyers and sellers looking to to do on that what are we expecting what happens if it doesn't deliver what does that do to the fed after a strong inflation all of these contextual things make up our daily show basically and so we we get people prepared for live events um obviously we were we were very close to the bank of japan and, and you know when dollar yen was at 152 we, we were advising on interventions and, and stuff like that so um that daily contact is you know through our small private groups is really key mm-hmm. and that's what you really need that's what i feel that i got um so yeah we we're looking for that really um you know in and in our people coming back to what you're saying people who who want to know more and we usually give them a sit down and and get get to know them and what they really need and then we can we can deliver gotcha cool well so i mean in in your in your career you've you've experienced a lot um what's your focus now as far as if you were like to describe it for somebody i mean what's your area of focus uh as far as you know what you're looking at in the markets and kind of your uh, area of expertise so to speak at least as far as what, what, you, what you got going on right now yeah i mean fx is my expertise especially the u.s macro story okay. um, i'm very comfortable with all the data and where dollars positions right now um <clears throat> i'm very conscious of the global inflation problem um and i'm very conscious of what the fed's next move will be so we do have this idea that, that the global bond market is 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 in free fall so global yields are really rallying um this was off um the the backdrop of at one point we were having inflation come lower and that's 
turned around again after the last inflation print, which is PCE, um, that exploded. Um, we've got great data in the US. Um, my concern really, which is where we're focusing our clients, is has the Fed done too much too soon? They front-loaded their rate hikes, 75 basis points a few times, and now are we going to get a hard landing? Are we going to get a really tricky kind of recession? Or is the Fed going to ease up a bit? That's the key thing. And at the moment, you know, we had this week, we had the J-Cup testimony, um, and he was resolute, right? Longer for hire. It was, you know, he's always said this. He's very, very uh, pragmatic. My favorite central bank head. Um, just absolutely hands down. I mean, you know, if you compare that to say the UK or, or, or Europe, <laughs> hands above. Uh, it's so good. So, um, well, I mean, I, I feel I'm pretty comfortable with the Fed and, and dollar. Um, and we're looking at sort of seeing dollar consolidate around this, around this, around these kind of high points. But the key thing for me is um, there's a good story coming out of China with the data. But the problem is if if global yields rally too much, then that could force the Fed's hand to to ease up, um, to avoid to avoid a recession. Basically, that's what we're looking at. Cool. That was actually a really good summary. That was like like ninety seconds. That was you said a lot. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Now, what the reason I was, I was going to jump in there is uh, as far as far as the the Fed heads, um, it's like you actually have a favorite. They're like on the positive side of the spectrum, or is it like with with many public figures, or as usually as a back to the lesser of two evils kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, if you if you think about Jay Powell, um, I think he's much better than Yellen. Um, and if you think about Jay Powell, compare it to say Andrew Bailey, Philip Lowe, or um, Christine Lagarde, there's no, there's no, there's no, no competition. I mean, in, you know, the, the Fed, it, look, it's, I guess maybe it's an easier story because the macro picture is largely pristine. Mm -hmm. um, so it can be quite easier, but you know, I just like Jay Powell and what he says. He's, he's just very pragmatic. It's not perfect, but you know, we got, uh, the UK was in a tailspin after the uh, autumn statement way back in September mm -hmm. when the bond market just collapsed. So, you know, we're still kind of nursing our, our wounds from that. Um, and uh, unbelievably, you know, Europe is a very difficult um, game to play as well because it's so big and the governing council and the ECB is so huge. You've got huge divergence with the Germans and, you know, um, say France and Italy, the complete opposite. It's it's a bit like not quite like a Greece Germany um, crisis, but we, you do you do have all these different countries, all these different cultures that have all these different ideas, um, and um, you know they they leak their ideas onto the onto the press um, <laughs> through through their sources, and and they do this like two days after Christine Lagarde does her official announcement. So you know the, for for me the Fed is, is a winner. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha <laughs> yeah that's nice well that's really cool and and what you what you got going on that's really very cool indeed um and and i can see just the the enthusiasm in your voice when you talk about it and everything yeah this stuff is it is interesting and it is fun um challenging but yeah definitely so very cool 
Um, and, and especially still being fired up about it after all this time you've been, you know, how long you've been in, in this uh, trading game. So very cool indeed. Um, a different question for you, though. Uh, you said that you've you've had some some people who were very helpful in in uh, you know your growth and development. Where, you know they, they like saw the saw your drive and they're like, yeah, keep asking the questions and everything. So who 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 would you say were you know one or two people that have had a really strong influence on you? Um, and and you know how how did they impact you? Yeah, I mean I've had many people. There's there's not one person, mm-hmm. but I've had many people in my life. And and Serge Saramanga, he. Um, was the spot head spot trader at HSBC. He was one of the guys beat Nussbaumer. He headed up Goldman's and Morgan Stanley, um, um, also UBS. He's another guy. Um, Adam, my business partner, he, he's another one of my mentors. Um, he's been around the market 35 years. Um, Stefania Perucci, she used to be a portfolio manager at Morgan Stanley. I actually, I've spoken to her on Zoom, but she, I, we only know each other on LinkedIn. But we're we're in touch, and we and we. She's always supportive. She's she's got a PhD in physics. She's she runs her own hedge fund. She she's an incredible person on 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 LinkedIn. Super super smart, and she's always texting me words of encouragement on my on my messenger. Um, but there are, there are loads of people, um, you know, and anyone, especially on LinkedIn. This is where I blog every day, by the way. So I'll leave you all my details. But the anyone that is is worth their salt. Um, who may be a lot more qualified than me, um, doesn't mind me asking questions. It's brilliant. Um, you know, and there's there's a little bit of academic arrogance in some people, but those are the people I don't associate with. Um, the real smart guys and girls are, are the ones that are quite forthcoming because um, they don't have anything to hide, you know. Um, but those are those are a few names. I mean, there, there are certain uh, pit traders I, I work with as well. Um, but... I would just say, you know, that there are, you know, the guys at Real Vision, they're really cool. Um, Raul, he's like legends. Um, Damien, um, they're doing what they're doing, you know, demystifying, you know, the broadcast of financial, um, they, they, them to a lot of hedge fund guys. Um, so, yeah, there, there are, I mean, there's, there's too many to mention, but those, those are some of the names. Oh, very cool. Yeah, one of the things that I've totally appreciated about uh, the trading, the trading world in general, and especially since uh, you know looking to help other traders, is how they're they're just playing. There are a lot of really, I mean, there you know there are a lot of scammers, there are a lot of charlatans in the space, just because there's a lot of money floating around. But there are also a lot of really just very good people who are very willing to help. And I, the, the, the gracious is like the best word I've found because. Uh, like you, you know, yeah, there were people that I, I felt were like totally out of my class who were very helpful to me when I was first starting out. And that's very cool. And that's why I wanted to ask you. It's good that you have such a long list. That's very cool. Um, well, you got any favorite books that you'd like to recommend to our listeners? Yes, there's two. There's one, Trading in the Zone by Mark Douglas. That was my first, <laughs> I mean, classic book, classic. Oh. Um, there's anything by Steedlemail or Market Profile. And they all came from Wiley Press from Chicago. Yeah. Um, you know, market profile, market standard deviation, beautiful. Um, and the technical one was Murphy's technical analysis. That's a big old book. It's like written um, by, I think it's Patrick Murphy years ago, but it still stands, you know, it's a big old book. It's a great book. Those are my first books. So I sort of, there are loads, I mean, obviously market wizards for aspirational stuff, you, you know, beautiful, but those are the books I that really I still read. 
Um, and there's loads of, um, the, the, yeah, there's just so many great books. But those are the ones, I guess, you know, when you read your first book and it really touches you mm-hmm. and you kind of hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure they're better books, but those are the ones that really connect with you because you <laughs> kind of like, oh, my God, that book changed me. Um, and, my, and Trading in the Zone is one of those books. You know, I still think, I still read it. I think, oh, yeah, you know, that's still relevant. That's still, you know, written all those years ago. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Um, and I totally agree. Uh, yeah. Some books it's, it, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, Mark Douglas's book, I, <laughs> I'd say probably 40 to 50% of the people that I talk to have read his book. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, just in general, you know, colleagues or clients or pretty much anybody in the trading space, like, yeah, you know, what are you, what's, what's your favorite books? Trading in the zone. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's, that's on everybody's top five list. Which is- yeah. My, my, I've got a paperback. Well, I've got, I've got my third, I'm on my third paperback because it's been battered and torn and thumbed and, and underlined and highlighted with my trusty highlighter pen and just like, and they just get torn up. So I'm just like, yeah, I just have to buy them all. <laughs> yeah. I know how that goes. Well, I tell you what, I, I, I've very much enjoyed talking with you today and I appreciate you sharing all that you have. This has been really excellent. Um, and uh, it's very worthwhile for sure. Uh, now, as far as your your training, what's the, I mean, you told us a little bit about that. Um, is there anything in particular as far as, you know, speaking to the audience, uh, you know, to let them know what, what they're, what they can expect and what's probably, you know, a great way to reach out to you. You said you LinkedIn, but uh, do they just, you know, get on LinkedIn and message you or like, so what, what, what's, uh, what is he kind of are offering as far as coaching? If you could describe it a little bit to give them an idea of what they'd be looking at and, and work, what, what it's like to work with you. Absolutely. So essentially, we have a number of programs. Our signature is our 12-month program, which involves 41 videos, so so self-study, but also the live elements, so you get access to me live every day. And one of the great things that we do, the reason our traders do incredibly well is because of the live element and the accessibility. So you can ask me any questions every day. We do. I present and write a macro show every morning called the Adamus Daily. Um, we have a very unique private WhatsApp group and a, and a hub of excellence online as well. And the, it's a great, it's a family, really. Um, and that's our 12-month program. Um, we offer futures desks, seats at the end of it, if you want to. Or if you didn't want that, just trade your own money. That's fine, too. Um, we do a three-month foundation course as well. Um, and we also do a one-to-one, which is at a premium, obviously. Um, but essentially, what you really get is the accessibility to an institutional trader. You can talk to someone who's been there and done it, who's changed their career late, but knows and, li- and loves the markets every day. And, and that's the key thing. We we do get other institutions from banks and hedge funds come on the show as well. So you can talk to them. They're all spot guys or um, portfolio managers or treasury guys. So, um, you know, we, we, we get some really good guests on as well and um it's just basically access to me and and we we do a an assessment before we write we go through objectives and we deliver those keeps me accountable keeps you focused and you know we we have a plan for you and when you finish that you're always going to be part of the family we we go and see our we're global we go and visit our clients anywhere in the world that's the key thing we do and we do events i'm seeing some clients in dubai in mid-april 
Nice. Um, we travel extensively. I've actually got a couple. Uh, one of the guys, um, he's now working at the Fed through our two, uh, sort of mentoring program. He's in Can Kansas Fed, and we're going to go and see him. Um, so, you know, we do travel as well, um, and that's pretty much what you get. Nice. And if I, if I heard you correctly earlier, uh, it's it's largely going to start, uh, it's all going to start with a, a conversation where you can kind of talk to them, find out what's going on with them and what would what would be the, the best path for them. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. You can contact me at the adamusprinciple.com. I'll, I'll give you my details. But the best way really, and I, I'm very approachable, I answer every message, by the way, is, is LinkedIn. So it's Patrick Reed, LinkedIn. Um, and you, you know, I'm up there. I'm, I'm, I'm regular on BBC News and, and various, you know, podcasts. So um, please do connect, send me a message, and we can jump on a call. And we can go through and, and you know, uh, go from there. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. And I'll make sure that all the, you know, your contact information and links and everything are in the description and the, the show notes down below. So. Um, excellent. Excellent. Well, again, thank you so much for being on here and uh, everybody. Thank you for, for listening. Um, one thing that's super important, uh, if any of this resonated with you, uh, you know, make sure that you do reach out. Don't just listen and then continue on with what you've been doing. If it's not, you know, really rocking it, take some action, do something. And if, you know, what Patrick's got here, you know, resonates with you, definitely, you know, reach out to him and have the conversation. Uh, I'm, I, I can tell just through our conversation and what I, what I know of him uh, prior to our conversation, uh, if, if you wind up saying, yeah, hey, I, I like you and I want to do business with you, you're, you're going to be glad. That, you're going to be glad that you did and probably have a heck of a fun, fun time along the way. So, um, yeah, well, um, yeah, thank you again, Patrick, for coming on here. And, uh, yeah, everybody, thanks for being here. Uh, that's Thank you. this episode, and uh, we'll see everyone on the next episode of the Consistent Profits Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today on the Consistent Profits Podcast, brought to you by Inside Out Trading. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe on your favorite channel, and we'll see you on the next episode. Cheers.